Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at BrotoFantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up-to-the-minute TD updates on game day and up-to-the-minute start sit decisions. And, of course, YouTube.com slash BrotoFantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hey, 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 the AFC North is concluding today as we take a look at the Bungles. I, I, I'm sorry, I mean the Bengals, of course. The Cincinnati team that... I don't got it. Yeah, me neither. The Bungles? Because they're always bungling shit. The bungalows? Like they suck. No, nah, the bungles. You guys never heard the bungles? How young are you? Yo, as I... As Alrighty I, then. As I really contemplate the age of these twins, um, I have to also contemplate the age of their new head coach, Zach Taylor. Um, <laughs> let's get into the offensive outlook where we look at the coach and how they're going to have an effect on the offense. Their new I'm head the coach, Taylor. Zach Taylor. Only 35 years old. That's only five years older than me. Wow, I feel old. Uh, he was the Rams QB coach, uh, not the offensive coordinator, not the assistant head coach, the QB coach. Yes, we've gone that far where the QB coach gets a head coaching position at 35. I mean, Ron Rivera got a head coaching position after being like a D-line coach. I mean, he's a def- nice, but he was a defensive <laughs> coordinator in the Super Bowl in years prior. Um, offensive coordinator, formerly uh, Brian Callahan, excuse me, formerly the QB coach for the Lions and the Raiders. Matt Stafford had his best season under Callahan, and Derek Carr had his best INT percentage and best yards per attempt under Callahan. So he does have a little bit of a history of improving some mediocre quarterbacks, and he's going to have a mediocre quarterback to improve in Cincinnati, that's for sure. Quarterback Andy Dalton um, is the first position that we're going to look at. Uh, let's make this short and sweet. Um, are you drafting Andy Dalton? I think he's a QB2, mid-range QB2. He has He's shown flashes in the past, maybe streaming in great matchups. Last season, he had some solid uh, low-end QB1 games. But he also had uh, yeah, he had 17 or more points in 5 of 11 games last season. So decent QB2 numbers. Uh, you're not He's not going to blow you out of the water. I mean, you know who Andy Dalton is at this point in his career. The Zach Taylor offense is definitely more exciting than a Marvin Lewis offense. So that does give him some more potential. Even though we don't really know the Zach Taylor offense yet. Just saying, if he brings over some of what Sean McVay did, then it's automatically a step up from Marvin Lewis. You've already talked about Andy Dalton more than anyone will talk about Andy Dalton in the fantasy season, probably. Let's go over to the running backs. Disrespect. <laughs> Joe Disrespecting Mixon. Disrespecting the Red... What's his name? The Red Rocket. The Red Rocket. I'm disrespecting yeah. him. You don't even remember his nickname. <laughs> uh, Joe Mixon is on the running backs list. Listen, if you listen to Brodo in the past, and if you didn't, hey, nice to see you. If you did... 
Joe Mixon is someone that we don't like here, but I got to say this, and Jason, you might, you well, might get mad at me like here. We don't like Joe Mixon. We no. don't like his ADP. Okay. No. Look, don't Zach Taylor, McVay-type system, nope. right? Um, Shanahan-type system. They use the running back. Gurley-type usage for Joe Mixon. What do you say? No. No. Okay. I don't think. <laughs> look, Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach of the Sean McVay offense. Fine. Let's say he of the brings Shanahan over the offense. All right, let's say he brings over. Oh, I'm sorry, McVay, McVay, my bad. It's all the same. It's all the same, yeah, it's all the same. Let's say they bring over the same thing. Who's there in Cincinnati? Andy Dalton. All right, average quarterback. Last year's true throw value was in the middle, 16th before he got injured, something like that. I expect that to stay the same. That's who he is at this point in his career. Yep. There's not really weapons on the outside if A.J. Green is hurt. And A.J. Green right now is hurt, going to miss the first couple games. Another foot. One to three weeks in the regular season. This guy is super healthy from the ankles up. But the ankles down, the toes, the ligaments in his foot, his plantar, his ankles, yeah. they're like made of paper mache. It's with his other foot too, which is disappointing. He needs to get on the foot training system for my brother-in-law and the deadass. I'm being serious about that. I'll continue. The wide receivers, Tyler Boyd is fine out of the slot. After that, they don't have a Robert Woods or a Brandon Cooks or a Cooper Cup. They don't have that type of trio. And then they don't have Todd Gurley. Joe Mixon is not Todd Gurley. The main concern, the comparison between these two teams is the offensive line. They don't have Andrew Whitworth. They don't have a top 10 offensive line that's going to create holes. They had one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. Their best lineman, Clint Bowling, retired. They conceded that they needed O-line help, drafted Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams went and tore his labrum. So we're talking about an inefficient runner in Joe Mixon with a 35-year-old rookie head coach with a terrible offensive line with the star wide receiver just got getting injured. And, and you're telling me... People think just because he's coming from the McVay tree, this means great things. And before you go, Mike, a lot of people last, last year look at the fact that Joe Mixon led the league in yards before contact with that O-line and say that's that's a hint that he's going to be better. But I contend that he's still got the same bad O-line that's probably worse, and he's going to have to lead the league in that category again to just be as good as he was last year. What do you say to that? You don't draft players at their ceilings. Right. Joe Mixon is being drafted at his ceiling. At the, the end of first round drafting Joe Mixon is just a losing compromise, no matter where you put it. every It's the popular thing to do now. Joe Mixon's ADP is like around 10 or something like that. It blows my mind. He's a late second-round pick. Late second-round pick going late I was going to say, yeah, if you can get him on the turn when you've, like the first, if you've got the first, then second you take pick, a chance. yes, then he's a, he's a great pick at that point. Well, look, this guy actually. had the, the eighth-most carries last season, three games of over 100 rushing yards. You you That's trash. You expect more from that. He had... Uh, where was I? Sorry. He had three games with five or more receptions. Three total. So it's not even like he's super involved in the passing game. Eight games where he had 27 or less receiving yards. That's half the season where he had got you either 2.7 points or less receiving-wise. And you're talking about a team that was in a passing game script. Yeah, and now there, there's a Cincy Beat reporter who already said Gio Bernard is going to be more involved this season. The, Every time Gio be. Bernard is on the field, he produces. I will say this. What beat writers say on July 3rd, which is when that report came out, because I read the report as well, you should take it with a grain of salt. Gio but Bernard, has, um, he's always been better than Joe Mixon, in my opinion. Sorry. I gotta say. We're, we're big Gio Bernard wise. And then why do they go and draft Trevon Williams and Rodney Anderson? Because they have that much confidence in Joe Mixon? I'm again, passing on him. Again, though, Gio Bernard, every year he's one of the best handcuffs you could own. Because every time he's yep. a starter, he produces as a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. Yep. So. He's a great pick at his ADP. Uh, let's talk about A.J. Green. 
Now that AJ Green is definitely out six to eight weeks, he hasn't been a guy that's shown that he can get hurt and then come back. Like usually when he comes back after injuries, he's constantly missing games, missing games, missing games. Where is the earliest in the draft that you'd be able to take a shot on AJ Green knowing he's gonna miss maybe half the season? I have AJ Green as wide receiver well, twenty. Maybe now. half the season's a little stretch. I mean it's yeah, says one, one to three games. Six to eight six weeks. Six to eight weeks. All right, fine. So maybe all right, fine. So a quarter of the season. You're right. You're right. Let's say yeah. a quarter of the season. I have as my wide receiver 22 now because once the people I have him just over are uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, Dante Pettis, Calvin Ridley. I feel like that's kind of like a teardrop. I feel like I'd rather take a chance there and get one of those guys in the next round and trust A.J. Green's ability to bounce back. And if he doesn't, then it's a sixth-round pick, maybe seventh-round pick that you're wasting. I, that's probably where I'd take the chance on him. I agree. I have Green in company with Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Dante Pettis, all young guys yeah, I have him right behind Cooper Cup. Essentially saying, if you believe in one of these guys, take them over Green. Um, if you don't, then Green is the selection here. All right. Now let's go on to the next guy, Tyler Boyd, someone that I love this season. I love me some Tyler yeah, Boyd. Yeah, me and Jason were – Jason is wasn't on the Tyler Boyd bandwagon, but you got to like him a little bit more Slowly now. but surely, he's creeping on. Broke out last season, finished as wide receiver 17. There is a narrative that he was only good when A.J. Green was out. That's just false. Four of his five wide receiver one finishes were when A.J. Green was on the field, uh, He and he plays in the slot. So A.J. Green really has nothing to do with him. Listen. Um, hold on one second. 72.7 success rate against man coverage, one of the best in the league. 73% contested. Tested catch rate, so even when he's covered, he catches the ball anyway. Just signed a four-year extension for $41 million, so the Bengals believe in him. Believe in him. Um, I love me some Tyler Boyd this year, man. I just wanted to say I don't like these splits with and without A.J. Green because they also coincide with with and without Andy Dalton and Jeff Driscoll. Mm, that's true. So that's don't true. give me that shit that he's not good yeah. without A.J. Green. That's it's fair. because Jeff Driscoll was throwing him the ball. That's yeah, fair. He, did, he actually did perform better with A.J. Green on the field. But, yeah, Jeff Driscoll is not Andy Dalton. As, as much as you want to say Andy Dalton isn't a great – Quarterback, he's also way better than Jeff Driscoll is. But I love me some Tyler Boyd, man. In 14 games, 1,028 yards and seven touchdowns. Coming out party last season. Uh, he was he became a weekly wide receiver, too, consistent. Uh, he was wide receiver 24 in true target value, and he played some games with Jeff Driscoll, which knocks him down some. Probably would have been 21-ish with Andy Dalton. Now he's going in the sixth, seventh round, and I absolutely love him at his ADP. At the end of the fifth round, early sixth, I'd gladly take Tyler Boyd. If he falls to you in the seventh, if you have an early pick, that's just easy money. My issue is that Andy Dalton has supported two top 30 wide receivers once, and that was Muhammad Sanu in, like, 2014. So he's that was not also his necessarily a quarterback Tyler. that'll carry two wide receivers. But Boyd had 108 targets last season. You don't think he'll get more than 108 targets this year? I, it'll depend how the offense looks. But and that's in 14 games. If he played in two more games and ended with 11, 50, and 8, his ADP is even higher. Yeah, I agree. What about John Ross? Are you taking a chance Absolutely on John not. Ross? Everything I'm saying about Boyd where Dalton hasn't supported two wide receivers, you got to assume if A.J. Green is missing time, I don't think John Ross is going to step in. The only time people get a little hyped because he catches a red zone touchdown every once in a while. That's what happens when you get on the field as a third receiver. In the red zone, you'll catch a touchdown from time. To I mean, time. but without a but doubt, it's not it's not Mike Williams. True touchdowns where right. we see upside with it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, John Ross obviously his upside is also down the field, and with AJ Green is out, they're going to need someone to stretch that field. Uh, Tyler Boyd, like I said, is a sl- is more of a slot guy. So does John Ross. You also have Cody Core and Josh Malone, who both you know did some stuff last year. Austin Tate and Hunter Sharp also uh, on the roster. Alex Erickson. Alex Erickson also on the roster. So like. 
Uh, you have some other stuff. So, you know. It's a good way to describe it. You know, you got stuff. I think Josh John Ross sticks this out on top of those guys. Really... And if A.J. Green is out, he has a chance to maybe do something. It's another way where the Rams offense isn't as good as the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals isn't as good as the Rams, if you want to use that comparison. They have Cooper Cup as the third. Josh Reynolds to step in. They don't have those guys now. Um, Tyler Eifert with the tight ends. Um, more injury risk, obviously. The last time and only time he was good in fantasy was in 2015. And to give you an idea of how long ago that was, the Mets were in the World Series. So if you needed to yeah. know Look, anything else about that, um, there you go. If you're still drafting Tyler Eifert, I don't know what to tell you. Madden thinks I mean, he's good. Even if it's a two tight end league, best ball, where you have to get like three or four tight ends, Tyler Eifert's still a bad idea. Ah, on a best ball team? Dude, when he doesn't play. That's true. He can't. just doesn't he's, play. Yeah, he's just not a... I don't know why even we're talking about him. All right, so let's go. So instead of a guy that doesn't play, let's talk about guys who take the place of injuries. One injury away player. I'm going to go first. Gio Bernard is my one injury away player because if Joe Mixon gets gone, you know the running back is going to get some work in this. Well, you don't know it, but you assume it because that's the system that they're bringing in. Uh, Michael, who's your guy? Gio Bernard as well. I think Bernard it's here as well. We all oh look at this first consensus injury uh, injury oh, wow. away guy. So we're all about Gio Bernard. We're all aboard the Gio Bernard handcuff train. Yo, a couple of years ago, Gio Bernard was like the the perfect player. flex player for me in my championship year. He was and that just was like, when he was just a third down back. Yeah, just like ten. He would get fifty rushing yards, fifty receiving yards a game, like three four catches. It was it was amazing. Last was season phenomenal. he was awesome too, and Mixon was down. Uh, so Gio Bernard has been a good player for a long time. That's true. Um, we're gonna move on to our next. Um, to our next, what do you call it? division? There you go. Uh, next time we see you, Michael, tell him where to find you. Mike underscore Patrop. Jason. Jason Patrop. You can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets. But only if you're feeling real, real frisky. At Brodo Fantasy on Twitter, youtube.com slash Brodo Fantasy, patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Um, and did I say, did I miss anything? Instagram.com slash Brodo Fantasy, Brodo Fantasy.com. So that's all, folks. There's so many Brodo Fantasy things. Go check them out. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.